Wednesday morning to you folks, you fine Wednesday folks. It's, uh, Mo's on her phone, she's not doing her normal thing, I'm expecting her to interrupt me. I'm sorry, I was just letting <laughs> all of my Facebook world know that it's snowing. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of bugs me. <laughs> People post on Facebook, it's snowing! We're all here. We know. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> it's the same people that text Happy Thanksgiving to everybody in their <laughs> message. They just want for their friends to know that they're thinking of them. Now listen, not everybody on my Facebook friends is here. Well, not nobody, everybody knows. But who, everybody who's not here ain't going to care. No, they will care because they'll be like, what? It's the middle of April and it's snowing? What? What even are you? Well, not anybody <laughs> up in the Northeast, because they're still covered in snow, aren't they? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, they keep getting hit by stuff. Really? Hey, you know what? Hey. It's uh, April 17th. April 17th. Coming up on today's show is chill music, not so chill. Plus, the latest news, random facts, and a game. And a game! But as we said, it's April 17th, we got a few holidays to celebrate. Oh! <gasps> This one just took me back. Oh yeah. National Bookmobile Day. Did was there I don't a, think we ever had what? a bookmobile. Oh my word. Now we had Bookmobiles were the bomb. We had the uh the bookstore day where that company came, I guess it was Schoolastic or something, came out and took up a room in your school and filled it all with all these books that you could buy. That's the and book that fair. Book fair, that's what it was. <laughs> That was my favorite. That was my favorite day. I That's like the book that. fair. They do it twice a year in schools. Um, they do it twice a year now. They only did it once a year. Yeah, in the fall and in the spring. Cool. So, this like a bookmobile is a traveling library, and think of like the um, nursing home buses or vans mm-hmm. filled with books, like a little portable book fair, just like that, with the shelves all on the inside, and books galore you walk in you find a book and it's just like a library where you fill out the little card and then the following week the bookmobile will come around again and you return your book and get a new one i loved the bookmobile so this was an ongoing thing yeah it wasn't like it wasn't weekly Mm. it was or it wasn't (laughs) annually it was weekly yeah at least in north carolina where i grew up that's how they did the bookmobile. That's pretty cool. I loved it. It was amazing. Uh, it's also National Cheese Ball Day. It's your day, Matt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, is this celebrating cheese balls of all kinds? Because I like. I know there's like the cheese ball thing. That's usually something you've. It's like usually covered in pecans or something weird, and you dip a cracker into it or whatever at a party. I don't like those. Yeah, you dip a cracker into it. The cracker always breaks off into the cheese ball because the cheese ball is hard. Sure. Chris makes a phenomenal cheese ball that is not covered in the nastiness of nuts on the outside, which has never made sense to me. (laughs) Um, But it's sour cream, cream cheese, mozzarella, and cheddar with Worcestershire sauce and garlic salt. And it's amazing. And it's softer (laughs) So you can dip your, it's still a ball, but mm-hmm. it's not hard. So you can dip your cracker into it mm. and your cracker won't break off. 
See, my preferred cheese ball comes in a giant barrel with a purple lid. You take off and it's a bunch of little cheese balls. A little like Cheeto puffs, but they're Seriously? Balls. Yeah. That's my cheese ball right there. <laughs> like Cheetos. Yeah. Tiny but cheese in ball, ball Cheetos. Yeah. Oh, the best ones were the planters ones when they used to make those. Did planters they really? cheese balls. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Came in a nice little tin. That's good. I didn't know that good planters stuff. made any. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, in then. In fact, I think they discussed bringing them back. I don't know. I think I saw them at some point. Yeah. Online. Anyway. Cheese balls. Uh, cheese balls. Lastly, and I don't like this one, nor do I support it or condone it. It is what? National Kickball Day. Why don't you like kickball? I don't like kickball, and I don't like dodgeball. It's like soccer with a nope a foot twist. Nope. I mean, it's soccer and baseball combined. Nope. So it is soccer and baseball combined. Yeah. Here's the thing. I was the kid that would go running up to kick it, yeah. and every time miss it and fall. <laughs> every time. Every time. <coughs> not only that you charlie brown yourself huh yeah not only that but when i was playing the outfield or whatever the bases uh-huh. every time it would either hit me in the face or it would hit me right in the gut and knock the wind out of me i hate kickball i like we're playing kickball today and all the yay and i'm like oh i feel sick <coughs> I and might see, vomit. I'm the opposite. I got hit. In, I was always, uh, not always, but I was usually the pitcher. Mm-hmm. And I've, I got hit in the face a couple times. I got hit in the, in the, in the, mm, mm-hmm. uh, okay, the area. a few times. And uh, it still didn't deter me from the fact that I loved nope. doing it every time. Nope. Every, see, I think it was you... like every Wednesday we went out and played kickball. Mm-mm. It's fun. I hate kickball. And we always played it in our gym. It was like when there was oh, we inclement weather, that's what we were playing. Kickball in the gym. No. <laughs> no. I also really like dodgeball. And when you watch like any of the um like the the television shows that are set pretty much in our childhood time. Yeah. And they go to the gym and they play kickball or dodgeball. It's like a terrible scene. That's it's true. the worst thing. Like that was war, my life. Some war scene. That was my life. <laughs> dunk, 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 ah, that dunk. was me. That's 100%. <laughs> so I yeah, I do not support nor condone National Kickball Day. I am sorry. <laughs> but I don't. Uh, if you love what we do here at the Back Row Morning Show or Back Row Radio as a whole, we'd ask you to consider partnering with us in our ministry uh, by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash backrowradio. Um, Patreon is basically a, a it's kind of like Kickstarter, except instead of donating one sum of money for a uh, project to eventually come to fruition, you are committing to donate a small sum of money each month for an ongoing project. And that's exactly what we are. We're, we're an ongoing radio ministry that is currently growing um, beyond what our funds will be able to support uh, very soon. So if you could help us out by uh, going to that website, reading all about it, reading exactly where your money goes, uh, and considering partnering with us in this ministry, we'd be grateful even for as little as you know, ten, five, even one dollar a month uh, will help us get to our goal. And for as little as one dollar a month, 
you will get some sort of incentive. And the more that you are willing to give us each month, the more incentives that will grow. Uh, you can find out all those as well uh, at that page, patreon.com slash radio. So just give it a look. Uh, even if you're only vaguely interested, give it a look. And maybe you'll be more convinced when you read everything that's going on over there. Um, but uh, we, we'd love for you to consider it uh, joining us. All right. All right. Here we go. Here's the news. The latest effort to squash Chick-fil-A has come from New York Magazine, who recently posted a tweet labeling the restaurant hate mongers and promoting 17 other places where people can get a, quote, squishy bun and juicy bird that are also free of problematic politics, end quote. However, ironically enough, the magazine's efforts backfired rather than readers jumping on board the hate wagon against Chick-fil-A. They had, as they had hoped, followers turned against the magazine in droves. Steve Goddard suggested that the hate the magazine was projecting onto the fast food chain was merely a reflection of their own deep-seated hatred. Countless people made mention that the Post made them crave Chick-fil-A for lunch, and they made haste to get to their spot in the packed drive through the whole deal I don't understand. I understand when like the the whole thing happened a few years ago when they when it was first made known that you know oh they donated to right uh, they donated to ministries that tried to help people who didn't want to be homosexuals overcome those feelings. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like they were giving money to forced camps where they send teenagers to get shock treatments or whatever to not be homosexual anymore i mean this was like exodus international and stuff like that that are for people that want to go and try and overcome these desires or whatnot so anyway they gave money to that it came out big deal and they were trying to boycott it and of course that backfired and on the day that they were supposed to boycott chick-fil-a pretty much every christian in the country decided hey we're gonna go to Mm chick-fil-a and it, it was more packed than ever on that day but for some reason, just in the last couple months, it's come back up as a big thing. Mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A, meanwhile, has done nothing, has said nothing, is not out there fighting for themselves or calling anybody else out. They're just like, all right, we're just going to keep making our food and being nice to everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand the the level of hatred that's going on right now against that company that's not fighting back you know yeah and is it because they're not fighting back is oh it i'm like sure the, is it like that bully who initially you know you're not getting a rise out of the person you're bullying so you're gonna bully him even harder mm-hmm. and then eventually you get tired and walk away but it yeah. takes a lot of effort yeah i don't know if that's it or not but i know that's what infuriates people it's like it's like Chick Fil A is giving them the silent treatment, <laughs> you know. They yeah, keep there's yelling. nothing that bothers they keep me yelling more. And they're just like whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just going about my business, mm-hmm. making chicken, making chicken <sighs> at their pleasure. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I agree. It's ridiculous stuff. Anyway, but I feel like this is just like a small portion of a world. What's the word I'm looking for? Astray. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, it happens, like, 
yes, it's happening to Chick-fil-A, but it's happening worldwide, globally, to Christians as a whole. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? But we're able to pick it out and point it, pinpoint it as Chick-fil-A because they're a restaurant, if you will. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I just feel like that shines a perfect light as to what Christians as a whole are going through on a daily basis. Well, it's even worse in other places like Canada. You can't even can't even preach about that. Yeah, you can't even mention that it's in the Bible. Yeah, uh, or you'll be not only fined, but you can go to jail. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. There was somebody who I read. I don't know the whole story, but there was somebody who was just fined fifty five thousand dollars for uh, claiming that. A transgender woman was born a biological male. That's fact. I mean, yeah. <laughs> why why um, is that? A... <laughs> now, um, I don't know how they did it. Maybe they did it in a really mean way. Sure, I don't know. Sure. But still, that is the basic uh, breakdown of it. If that's the only thing. Yeah. How can you justify that? Yeah. Ugh, really weird. It is. It's a weird time. I thought it was weird when I was a kid, but it's much weirder now. Oh gosh, and I, I, it does kind of get. I don't want to say scares me, but it gives me anxiety to think about what when our kids are our age mm-hmm. and they're having discussions. What is it going to be like for them then? And when they have kids of their own, what oh, is? Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. Frightening stuff. Uh-huh. Let's move on. Okay. An Oregon sheriff's office said deputies responded to a report of a burglar locked in a resident's bathroom, and they found an unusual suspect. The Washington County Sheriff's Office said deputies responded with a canine unit when a woman called to report a burglar had locked themselves in her bathroom and she could see their shadow moving under the door. Oh, my The department Lord. said deputies forced their way through the door with their guns drawn. The sheriff's office quoted a Deputy Rogers as saying... We made several announcements and the rustling became more frequently frequent. We breached the bathroom door and encountered a very thorough vacuuming job being done by a Roomba robotic vacuum cleaner. <laughs> uh. Had she forgotten that she had a Roomba? <laughs> I'm uh maybe it had never gotten into the bathroom before. <laughs> These are the people like, I, I genuinely feel sorry for her because she is living in a constant state of fear. Mm-hmm. For her to walk into her house and her first thought be, someone has broken and they've locked themselves in the bathroom. I can see them moving around in there. <laughs> do you know Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She is always worst case scenario. But see, so much had to happen for that to happen, though. Because the Roomba didn't lock the bathroom door. So it must have been a... Perfect mix of her accidentally locking the door at some point without it being closed. Mm -hmm. The Roomba getting in there and shimming its way behind the door enough to close the door. Yeah. Yeah. All at once. So that those three things had to happen for this perfect situation to occur. So I could see how she could think that. How would the Roomba have gotten in there and locked the bathroom door? You know? I don't know. I'm the type of person (laughs) that would have been like... Whoa, is there somebody in my bathroom? (laughs) 
And then I would have like been beating on the door. And when they didn't respond verbally in any kind of way, mm-hmm. I would have been like, okay, something's going on. <laughs> something's up. So it was a couple weeks I ago. I would have thought it was an animal. Yeah. I could have. <laughs> that would have probably been my first guess before a burglar. <laughs> um, it was a couple weeks ago that I took the kids to school and accidentally left both doors open or unlocked front mm. door and back door. Okay. And I come home and the front door's cracked. Well, our front door doesn't always seal because of where we are. We get a lot of windstorms that right. have messed our door up. So we have to keep the deadbolt locked. But anyway, it, it was slightly cracked. And so my first initial thought was, okay, is there somebody in the house? But I walk in and both dogs are sitting together on the couch just kind of looking at me like, you're a moron. You left our doors unlocked. <laughs> so I go grab the gun that we have in our house and I cock it so that if there is somebody in the house, they can hear it, you know, and then I yell, I am not afraid to shoot you if you are in my house. (laughs) And then I stop to hear if there's any rustling and then I do the gun again and then there's nothing. So I was like, all right, I'm probably safe. (laughs) (laughs) But in that moment, I knew I was dumb and left the door unlocked. Mm -hmm. I did something, but let's make sure I'm safe. Well, like I'm here at the church uh, late nights, usually two days a a week. I could not do your job. Nope, I couldn't do it. Most of which the lights are off. And Mm -hmm. every now and then I'll hear a weird noise. There are people who live in this building. That's what what the theory is. Yeah. Is that there is someone who occasionally sneaks in. Uh, probably on a Thursday night mm-hmm. when we do CR, mm-hmm. and they just stay. just hides while everyone else leaves, and then just stays here. If there was anybody that was going to do that today, would be the perfect day for them to have done it. Like Thursday, they just stayed yesterday because they knew that weather was going to be crazy this weekend, mm-hmm. so they just stayed. And <laughs> right now, as we're recording, chances are there is someone downstairs. <laughs> Living amongst us. <coughs> it's just how it is. <laughs> but yeah, there was one day that I swore I heard someone cough like right behind me. Like standing in the foyer and I'm in the other side of those doors. And it freaked me out so bad. I had my high powered flashlight. I had a, I don't remember what I had. I had something I was going to beat him with too. And I'm. Making all kinds of threats. <laughs> if you come out and leave now, I'm not going to call the police. <laughs> yep. Yep. All kinds of things. Nobody ever came out. I searched the whole building. I couldn't find anybody. Yeah. That alone is terrifying. Searching the whole building. And not finding anything. Well, no, no. Not that oh. not finding anything, but just you're reaching, you know, here's a closet. Here's the other things. I got to open all these doors. Yeah. All right. They could be in here. I always do the police approach where I lead with my back, you know, because no, you don't lead with your back. I don't know how to explain that. How do you, you know how the police. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, they never expose their back. Okay. You keep your back up against the wall. Yes. Yeah. Guide with my back, maybe. I don't know. Probably. Yeah, probably. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but you don't expose your back. Anyway, 
That's, I always do that, the police approach. But I'm pretty certain I know where people are living in this church, and I just won't tell you. Okay, thanks. You're welcome. Lastly, a Washington, D.C. man said his three-year-old failed to correctly guess his password and locked his iPad for more than 25 million minutes. Evan Osnos, a writer for The New Yorker, tweeted a photo of his iPad lock screen, which told him the device had been locked for 25,536,442 minutes, which equates to more than 48 years. Wow. Because his toddler had guessed too many incorrect passwords. Osnos followed up Tuesday that he acted on advice from other Twitter users and put the tablet into device firmware update mode, which allowed him to restore it from a previous date. This has been my pet peeve with Apple products forever, starting with iTunes when it first came out and still continues today. The friggin' security is too much. You guessed the wrong iTunes password two times. Oh, yeah. Your account is, your account is shut down. And yeah. there's no way to recover it. Yeah. No easy way, anyway. And you definitely can't call Apple because that's $25 a minute or whatever. It's yeah. ridiculous. And, yeah, it's always been like that. And so, I remember I got Kara's phone once when we were at a party at your house. And I was going to take a picture of my face, make it a funny thing, or make it a background. Or whatever. Uh-huh. But uh, I thought I had grabbed it before the screen had gone off, but the screen came back and the thing was on. I'm like, oh, dang, I don't know her password. So, I was going to guess it. Yeah. But then I remembered, I could lock her phone down or it might just self-destruct. <laughs> After, three, after three, wrong, three wrong passwords, it's yeah. going to blow up. So, yeah, I'm like, eh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> it's just no fun. Apple products are so stressful when it comes to that. Unless they have the settings changed, you can access an iPhone's camera without unlocking it, though. I uh, probably just didn't know how to do that. Yeah, so it's just <sighs> home screen, and then you see down there the little camera right there. Oh, okay. Yeah. This was a few years ago. I don't know. But anyway. Oh, but can you make it... Can you make the picture a wallpaper from there, too? Though? Can you view the photos? No, you can't view the photos. But when they go back into their photos... Like, we do that all the time with Kara and Kevin. Mm. And when they go back into their photos, they're like, Oh, oh, oh I found... See. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. Thank you for critiquing my joke. Well, I'm, I wasn't cre- <laughs> Way to be sensitive today, Matt. <laughs> I was informing you so that you could continue to do this with other iPhone users. Well, where were you four years ago or however long ago it was? I was here. <laughs> but anyway, I just hate it. I hate Apple products. Too secure. Yeah. Too secure. Too nuts. Overboard. Uh, coming up later in the show, Spotify and Phil, question stick around. Here on this Wednesday, we have got a second hour. Did I just say that? I did. A second hour for you. 
And in that second hour, it's going to start off with five random facts. What hour is this? The number two. Second the second hour? hour? Two-Z. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that one. I don't know how to say this, Matt. Uh, why? A single gram of poison from Bruno's cask? Casque? I think it's cask. Cask-headed frog is enough to kill 80 people or 3,000. 100,000 mice. <laughs> well done. Uh, if, yeah, good to know. If you're nominated to a Nobel Prize, you'll likely never know unless you win. Wow. Yeah, there's no like, the nominees are. It's just. That kind of stinks. Right? Yeah. That, you don't even get to be told. Yeah. Uh, in 1970, America had over 50,000 pay toilets. By 1980, there are almost none. Europe still has pay toilets. That's weird. I know. I think it's the worst thing ever. Do you want me to just urinate on myself <laughs> instead of using your toilet? <laughs> what do I do if I don't have a 50 cent euro piece? Jeez. Uh, Keanu Reeves turned down a $10 million offer for the main role in Speed 2 in favor of touring with his band and playing Hamlet in a theater production. You got to have priorities. Yeah. I mean, Speed 2 would have been better, but it also would have been a little nonsensical that this happened to the same guy twice. Yeah. (laughs) Speed 2, cruise control. Yeah. I'm, yeah. And lastly, 12% of Americans have used their phones in the shower. How? What is wrong with you people? (laughs) Have you seen that they have a shower curtain that has a pocket on the outside that you can stick your phone in and then you can still work it from inside the shower but without getting it wet? Okay, so that's slightly (laughs) smart in the fact that I do like to listen to music while I'm in the shower and getting ready. Or you can even watch the news or... YouTube videos? I am not in the shower for that long. (laughs) Deidre is. Deidre will take a 30-minute shower. She can watch like 18 YouTube videos. Oh, my word. (laughs) See? No. Chris takes long showers. Maybe that's why I don't, because it just annoys me. (laughs) Just on principle. Yeah. Just sit at your long showers. Exactly. (laughs) Do what you got to do and get out. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to play a game, and this is a game that Mo sent to me, and I haven't actually really dealt with yet, so Uh, we're going to be learning together. I've just done a couple, because there's like four categories, Uh and so I've answered a question in each category just to see what that category is like. Okay. But that's all that I really know about it, so. All right, well, we've got, uh, let's see, it's called Bible Mania. They have a thing called Quiz Quest. And so I've got four questions here. And you have, uh, we're going to give you one lifeline for these four questions of eliminating a wrong answer. Okay. Okay? Okay. So question number one, what do you hide in your heart? Your thoughts, prayers, God's word, or your secrets? I don't have to use a lifeline, right? You don't have to. God's word. Alright. Submit answer. Correct. You get two points. Alright, next question. 
We have redemption through Christ's what? Riches, grace, blood, or sweat? <laughs> grace. Wrong. Was it blood? It was blood. Oh. <laughs> Number three. I should have used a lifeline on that one. <laughs> oh, this one, this one will give you a hint if you use a lifeline. Okay. Because uh, it's two answers. Okay. True or false? Jesus is the author and finisher. True. No, false. False? God is the author and finisher. But Jesus... <laughs> See, I feel like it's a trick question. I feel like it's a trick question. Well, what what are you going to choose? <sighs> Just say true. True? You're correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so much pressure. Right. Fourth, uh, the waters were salted, and those who entered uh, faced neither death nor barren land from God's healing. True or false? <laughs> Don't understand this one. Uh, the waters were salted. The waters were salted, and those who entered faced neither death nor barren land from God's healing. True or false? False. Wrong. What was it? It's <laughs> true. Well, duh. Here, you can review it. Uh, it is Second <clears throat> Kings 2.21. Uh, and he went forth unto the spring of the waters and cast the salt in there and said, Thus saith the Lord, I have healed these waters. There shall not be from thence any more death or barren land. Okay. <laughs> That one was a difficult one, a weird one. All right. You got... Two out of two. Two out of two. The easiest two. <laughs> no, not the easiest two. I should have known. Oh. <laughs> All right. Next level is for me. Uh, after we close this ad. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. We must confess the Lord Jesus with which part of our body? Heart, mind, mouth, or hands? Mouth. Man, it takes forever. You submit the answer at the bottom. Oh. (laughs) 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 Correct. (laughs) Um, Honor thy father and mother is the first commandment. True or false? False. What is the first commandment? Uh, Thou shalt not take the Lord's name in vain. Is that the first one? What's the first one? No other gods, I believe. No other gods before me. Yeah. Okay. I believe. I'm. I believe. Are you questioning yourself? And I am now. (laughs) First commandment. I used to have them all memorized in order, but that was a long time ago. Uh, no other guys before me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. To which apostle? John, <laughs> Judas, Peter, or James? <laughs> Peter. <clears throat> Technically, they were disciples at that time. Though. Not apostles. Ooh. Apostles. Ooh. After. <clears throat> 
All right. And Jesus cooked fish for his disciples. True or false? Cooked fish? Cooked fish. False. Wrong. Apparently it's true. Review the scripture. Let's see here. Um, John 21, 9 through 10. As soon as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid thereon, and bread. Jesus saith unto them, Bring of the fish which ye have now caught. Wow. Yeah. All right. I stand corrected. And, so win. And winner. Woohoo! Not bad. See, weird. so it is a little weird. But yeah. at the same time, I feel like the questions really make you think. Yeah. Because, you get, well, like you said in that one that you were freaking out about. <laughs> Did they just swap out the wrong name here Exactly. On purpose to trick me? What are they doing here? <laughs> what is their intention? The app is a little much, a little confusing. It is. But, uh, yeah, we could use that. At least it's a new game. Yeah, new game. But, uh, yeah, we've been thinking about branching out into non-Bible-related games as well to give us a little more variety. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll we'll be looking into that. But if you want to check that one out, it's called Bible Mania. And uh, it seems to be one of the more professional-looking Christian-themed games, mm-hmm. apps, yeah, uh, phone apps. So, yeah, check it out. And if you have any game suggestions for us to yeah. play... Yeah, that would work on radio. Uh-huh. Become a Patreon <laughs> so that you can become part of our the scoop. scoop page. And then, you know, you can give us your opinions. Otherwise, <laughs> you can keep them to your... No, I'm just kidding. That is what we need to ask. You. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, well, when we come back, is chill music good for you? Stick around. Entering our third hour of this Wednesday, and we have got a topic for you. Today, we are talking about chill music. Uh, and this comes from the Culture Translator. Uh, so what is it? What are we talking about with chill music? It's a genre of music that become that has become popular in the last uh, two or three years. It's usually used for unobtrusive background noise while working, studying, sleeping, cleaning the house, etc., but is it actually music and is it actually helping? Uh, Spotify has declared that it wants to make music a part of your life, no matter your activity or mood. In fact, the app has over 80 playlists just for chillin'. The problem, says Amanda uh, Petrusic, Petrusic, I don't know. Petrushich. Petrushich. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> is whatever happened to active listening? Is this really music or just background noise for a new generation terrified of silence? Mm. And Dell, a new, com- a new sound company, actually makes no claims uh, to make music, but instead creates scientifically optimized sounds to help you relax, work, or sleep. 
Ask your teens if they listen to chill music. Do they prefer it over silence? Why or why not? Also ask them if they agree with C.S. Lewis when he wrote, We live, in fact, in a world starved for solitude, silence, and private, and therefore starved for meditation and true friendship. Does their lack of solitude keep them from truly knowing and experiencing God? So I am one of these people that does like to have background music on, but it's usually actual music. It's not just, you know, soundscapes and, you know, it's like I'm playing background radio usually when I'm working Mm -hmm. on things. But the idea of silence does kind of terrify me. Like when we go to sleep at night. I have to have something making noise. Yeah. If we don't have fans on, we'll have a noisemaker making noise. We'll yeah. have something. I have to have, or we'll have a, a sleep soundtrack from uh, Amazon Music playing or mm-hmm. something like that through our Echo. Because I can't sleep if I'm th- in silence because I'll be thinking too much. Yeah. Silence breeds too much thought in me. Mm-hmm. But, uh... During the day, I guess, I guess I do want silence sometimes, but I think that's mainly because I have loud children, mm-hmm. <laughs> and silence is such a rarity. Yeah, I don't get to have it very often. And when you do have it, it's not a good thing. You need to be concerned with where they are right. and what they're what doing. Are you doing? Yeah, it's too quiet. <laughs> what oh, are you into? That has been so true too. Yeah, you know, I heard that all the time before we had kids, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's accurate. Every yep. time they get super quiet, they're doing something they're not supposed to. Yep, every time. <laughs> but what about you? Do you? I mean, do you need to have music on in the background? Do you need to have something playing? Like some people do this with TV. Mm-hmm. Even if they're not watching the TV, they'll just leave the TV on. That's Chris. Yeah, he has to have the TV on. I am much more of a music person, and he'll come home from work, and I've had music going all day, um, but he'll come home from work and immediately turn my music off and turn the TV on, <laughs> and that's kind of annoying. Um, even if he's not watching it. He's even if in, he's not watching it. Because like, I would feel like most of the situation is that people will turn on the TV to watch it, watch a little bit, and then get up and start doing other nope. things, but he just puts it on for background noise. Mm-hmm. That's a, yep. yeah. And when we have people over, when we have company over, mm-hmm. and of course, like, you know, most of our friends we've known for years, so at this point it doesn't matter anymore. Right. But as we're meeting new people, you know, with the new church that we're in, I would much rather have music playing right. than have our TV on. I feel on. like that's the typical thing. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Every time we come over, the TV's on. Either video games are being offered or... Like mm-hmm. Fuller House is playing mm-hmm. or something. Yep. No yep. one's actually watching it. It's yeah, not a watch party. Yeah, it's just on. It's just on for noise. I know. <laughs> and it drives me crazy. Like, if there was a pet peeve of Chris's that I had, that would be it. Yeah, I think it was the first time we came over to your house for one of these get-together things. Fuller House was playing. I'm like, oh, were are, we we watching? To, are we supposed to be watching this? Yeah. Nobody's watching it. Uh-huh. I was sitting on the couch watching it. Yeah. I thought that's what we were supposed to be doing. And that's, I think that's what <laughs> maybe bothers me the most is when I, when I invite people over, I invite them over to see them, to interact with them and right. talk with them. And Chris does too, obviously, but he has to have the television on for back, <laughs> for maybe awkward silences, you know, for when the conversation doesn't. Yeah. Okay, well, there's there's always something. But, yeah, anyway, then you have the group of people that think, oh, we're here to watch TV. No, you're not. Um, but we went very off track here. 
Um, no, not really. Okay. <laughs> I, I, the only, okay. So I have very different music for studying, sleeping, cleaning, mm-hmm. working, you know? So this whole idea of chill music for all of those would not suit me. I would never get anything done if I'm listening to the same music to clean my house that I am for studying. Right. Know what I mean? It, it just, I need something, a different playlist for each area. But I guess the issue really, even if it's different playlists, is do you have to have music at all these things? I find that music helps me. Music definitely makes me more productive. Yeah. So, and that for me, I would prefer to sleep without any sound whatsoever. Because I feel like my mind is driven off of noise and sound. So that's when my mind is constantly going. I'll hear something and that'll trigger a thought and then, you know, that'll turn into another thought and another thought. Whereas if it's just silent and I can just lay there and I can listen to the hum of just the world, yeah, then I can very easily calm my mind down. I can pray and I can go right to sleep. Okay. You brought up, just at the tail end there, brought up another thing. is The question that they ask here is, uh, does our lack of silence or solitude keep us from truly knowing and experiencing God? Mm. Um do we do we use our constant need for sound in the background as a way to avoid or maybe not on purpose but it just becomes a way to avoid quiet time or praying without ceasing or even just being aware that we're in God's presence yeah maybe not intentionally but i think again for me it it would stir up other thoughts, you know, of things that I need to get done or what I'm supposed to do within the week or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It stirs my mind, steers my mind away from praying or away from God. Yeah. And And I I feel like we could even do that with worship music these days because it's becoming so mainstream. Uh, Like we talk about, K-Love plays heavily worship music, but Mm -hmm. now they've changed their originally slightly harder sister station air one to all worship now Mm -hmm. and so if we have that playing in the background constantly i feel like we almost lose the reverence of what worship music is supposed to be yeah and it becomes our chill music and not our you know worshipful mindset thing yeah um because we've oversaturated our brains with it right that point and to me and i've always felt this way I think because I grew up in a church that it was, we had our praise and worship service. And so I always grew up with an, a mindset of praise and worship music are two separate types of music. Hmm. They're two separate things. Your worship music is going to be more of your um, instrumental, very quiet, to get your mindset on God so that you can worship him. Whereas your praise music is going to be more of the... Jubilant. Yes. I honestly never thought about separating the two words into two different styles of music. Really? Yeah. And that's just something... I say it to people. I'll say it occasionally. I've said it over the years. And people look at me like I'm a... 
ridiculous person. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Good catch there. Oh, man. (laughs) That was really good. That was a good save. (laughs) The pause not been so long. funny they look at me as if i don't know really what i'm talking about and so it's something that i've really just kept internal for a long time because Uh i got tired of being judged by separating praise and worship but to me it is it is very separate the way you explain it makes perfect sense yeah and i've just never really thought about it before but yeah it is two different emotions almost yeah um, and it's two necessary emotions. Of course, yeah. We have to have both in order to truly have that relationship with God. We have to give him praise. Yeah. But he deserves our worship as well. And so... Like I'm already filtering songs yeah. in my brain between this would be a worship music, this would be a praise music. Exactly. Yeah. This would be very... Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've, you've you've opened a door for me. You're welcome. I've stepped through the looking glass here. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but so during my quiet time, I would want more of a worship setting. But do you think music would help your quiet time or hinder it? Um, because I feel like... it depends on my mindset, honestly. Right. Because honestly, there ugh. are times where the music helps me. If I'm in a really difficult place and it's hard for me in that moment. To find reason to worship, mm-hmm. do you know? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Then words are going to stir up memories and stir up reminders of God's faithfulness and remind me that it's okay in this moment to not be okay, but that God is faithful. And see, I think I think I can agree with you that, but I think that I would relegate that to maybe part of my quiet time mm-hmm. where I would just focus on a worship song. Mm-hmm. And then the music would go off yeah. when I'm reading or when I'm trying to pray. Because yeah. I feel like I'd be too distracted at that yeah. point. Uh, I definitely have a hard time reading when there's music going on with words. Uh, instrumental music I can read fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if, if there's a word coming. And not so much because I have a competing of what I'm trying to read and what I'm hearing in my ear thing. But more because I want to sing. Along. Yeah, because you're a musical person. <laughs> yeah, that's... You want to sing along with it. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and so that's what I've had to figure out is if I'm reading, I need some. But I can't have just silence while I'm reading. My mind processes really? things better when there is some sort of noise. I... And a lot of times, actually, a lot of times I think what I end up doing specifically when I'm reading the Bible, is I tend to make things into a song. I make scripture into a song, and that helps me to memorize it and to remember it. So if I have instrumental music... Do you have an example? No. (laughs) Not happening. Um, If I have instrumental music, I'm able to do that a little better (laughs) instead of come up with my own instrumental music in my head. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Exactly. That whosoever would believe. 
in here. But then I think there's a it's a double edged sword because I'll read scripture that I didn't realize was a lyric in a song mm. or a line in a song. Yeah. And then I'll read it and I'm like, oh. And so then I'm singing and that then you're song. Singing the song. Yeah. <laughs> so it, I'm, yeah. Obviously, it's going to depend upon the person. <laughs> Shall not, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my word. perish. <laughs> but have. Now, would this, would this be a praise song or a worship song? Life. <laughs> I don't know. And would you consider that an original? <laughs> I'm fairly certain I've picked up that tune from somewhere else. I don't know. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm that creative that I could just come up with it. But then again, I've done that before. I don't know. It's probably like an old Carmen song or something I heard when I was growing up. Carmen? Yeah. I love Carmen. You like Carmen? He was my favorite. He was my first Christian CD. It was Mission 316. Oh, Matt. Okay. (laughs) There was a song that he, that talked about... Oh, okay. I'm going to have to look it up. <laughs> but our youth group did a whole skit to it. Yeah. Okay. It was one of the, I mean, he did like skit songs. He did the courtroom one. He did the champion. Maybe it was the champion. The champion how does the, how do the words go? I don't remember. But I know it's like a whole story about a, a fight. No, no. This one, like. Somewhere in it, it was in a schoolroom or a schoolhouse or something, and it was the coolest thing ever because our, we were sitting at a table, and then we all, you got to remember, I went to a very charismatic church. Yeah. So then we all jump up, and we have like choreographed dance moves that we did, and then I got to jump up from in the back, up on the table, and had my own little solo, and then... My friend Jeremy that I spoke about yesterday, I think, and then my other friend Scott got to bring me off the table it was so cool and we all ran out of the church for into the it was super cool <laughs> yeah it was, his 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 uh skit songs are really neat uh and very powerful and they always he always recorded them live like those were always live things so you could hear a crowd reaction mm-hmm. and so yeah like i remember one was it was like the devil in hell or whatever and demons were reporting uh what was going on on earth during the crucifixion and all that. And one of the lines at the end was, you know, he was, Satan was bragging about having killed Jesus or whatever. And mm-hmm. the demon's like, and he told us to tell, tell you that every time you remind him of his past, he's going to remind you of your future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, I know. Giant thing going on behind people screaming, oh my God. Can we play Carmen on the back row? Uh, I'll look into it. It depends on the time, but I'm sure there Maybe it was Sunday School Rock. Out. Maybe that's the one that I'm thinking of. <laughs> Most of his stuff came out before 90, 1995, so I don't know exactly how much we'd be able to play, but. Yeah. <laughs> oh, his name is Wonderful 1997. Right. I don't know, but I don't remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> when did Mission 316 come out? Look that up for me. Okay. Because <clears throat> that was a good album. <clears throat> oh, sorry. 
It was a very James Bond-esque style song. Dun, 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 dun. Um, well, 1998. Woo! All right, y'all. Carmen's coming to town. Wait. <laughs> we just took a trip down memory lane, and I am so excited right now. All right, let's move on to our Ask Us Anything. Oh. Your mouth is full. I just took a bite of food. What is the most depressing meal you've eaten? Oh, gosh. Okay. I had this. You have one? Okay. Our first, the year that we moved to Italy, we moved there in November of 2008. And it was like two weeks before Thanksgiving. And we had never had Thanksgiving, just Chris and I or just our family. We had always traveled home to eat with our families, you know, so our moms always, we always helped, but for the most part, the main meal, our families made. So this was the first time that Chris was ever making a turkey, the first time that I was ever doing sides and desserts, and on top of that, we were living out of a hotel room, so very minimal kitchen, small oven. The turkey was undercooked. The mashed potatoes were not mashed. They were supposed to be, but they weren't completely. Okay, so they were like lumpy, but yeah, you weren't eating whole potatoes, baked potatoes. I, some of the pieces were still <laughs> baked potato size. <laughs> yeah, um, the green bean casserole was burnt. It, like it was just Ooh. the worst Thanksgiving meal ever. Mm. I say that now. 11 years later, looking back on it. But at the time, even though I was terrified that we were going to all die and get sick because of our undercooked turkey, (laughs) I can remember thinking, this is the best thing ever. We are just our four, you know, we're doing our own thing. But yeah, looking back and having many Thanksgivings since then on our own, that was by far the most depressing Hmm. ever. Okay. Um... Mine, okay, for those of you, this has come up a couple times in recent weeks, but for those of you who don't know, part of my testimony uh, included me spending six months in prison. Uh, If you want to know the whole thing, you can find it on YouTube, Matthew Coker's testimony. But uh, I do remember the saddest breakfast I'd ever seen happen there. I got my little tray, and on it were... Scrambled eggs that were like runny and there was a section of them that was like green, but not like moldy green, almost like food coloring looking green. I didn't eat it anyway. They had fries that were like actual chopped potatoes that they decided to boil instead of fry. And so they were boiled potato fries that had no flavor whatsoever. And a piece of cake, which I couldn't eat because a week earlier I found out that the guys in the kitchen mixed this big batch up by sticking their entire bare arm into the thing and spinning it it around in there, mixing it that way, and pulling it out. And so 
that was the saddest meal because I walked away eating nothing. <laughs> and just thinking, yep, yeah, this is prison. This is prison food. <laughs> well. Prison is where I, I learned to like onions, though. Yeah. Because it gave flavor. It gave flavor. Yeah. <laughs> and then I liked onions after that, which I had hated onions before. So thank you, prison. <laughs> <laughs> you brought something good into my life. <laughs> no. You know, when you... If you, I'm hopeful that nobody listening will ever go to prison. But if you do go to prison, pretend to be Jewish or halal or something because you get like bowls, mounds of like freshly cut up vegetables and things. Oh, because it's your religion. Because it's the religion thing. You don't get any fresh vegetables otherwise, ever. You get boiled potato fries. <laughs> That's what you get. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Huh. I think you can also say you're diabetic and get that. But I think you actually have to prove that you are diabetic. So maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, depressing. Now I'm depressed. I've, I've watched 60 Days In. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, would I you, don't. Would you survive? Uh, You know. I bet you would. I think that I would. But it's because I'm pretty confrontational. I have no issues like. Well, then again, that might work against you because I'm not confrontational and I squeaked by without any problems. So, yes, but you also <laughs> are large in stature, Matt. True. True. So I feel like I would have to be confrontational. I would have to stick up for myself and defend myself. And like my boldness would have to be. What carried me through? I have to walk around swinging a lock and a sock. Ready Do you to know? Pop truthfully, like, and <laughs> at, that's the one thing that I learned as I well, not the one thing, but that's one thing that I learned as I was watching the series is a lot of those girls who are, I guess, people that the ones that people are scared of when they go on, they're tiny girls. Mm -hmm. They are little girls, but they got a loud voice. They got a big mouth, and that's I think. <laughs> really the driving force no. i could i think that's the only reason i could do it <laughs> i'm not afraid of weird food i'll eat weird food i'll just say a couple extra prayers over it before i eat it <laughs> i think the hardest part would be the sleep for me because if yeah, i don't get good sleep yeah sleep was rough all the time mm -hmm. yeah yeah one of these days the we'll have to do part. just a me tell all the stories you should. you should. <clears throat> At the time I got bitten by a giant spider on the back of my neck. I had a baseball-sized lump there for a good month. Nuts. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Like, I, that's... No, see, I'll just, I'll just tell that real quick. Okay. Because you said sleep, and that was what it brought it up. Okay. It was in my sleep. Yeah. I got bitten and woken up from that. Reached back behind me and felt this giant, furry, freaking thing. Nice. And flipped out, grabbed it, threw it behind me. I saw it slide out the door of our little room and crawl away. And yeah, I didn't sleep for a few days. After I bet. That. And then I had that giant thing. And I'm like, well, they're not going to take me to the hospital. And yeah. my doctor's on vacation for the next three weeks. And they don't let you see another doctor. You have to see the doctor that was assigned to you. 
I'm like, I could die. I could die here. This uh, could be this, my death. This is my death. This is how it happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Stick around. We'll be back soon to close out the show. show as we are closing out the day we got your bible verse and talk for the day bible verse for the day is first corinthians 118 for the world word uh, let me start over for the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing but to us who are being saved it is the power of god and our thought for the day is a good one from in touch just remember that your responsibility is faithfulness and service god alone is responsible for the results Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Monday through Thursday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore presentation at 10 Eastern and 7 Pacific. And if you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits mashed together for you into a podcast over on BackRowRadio.com. Be sure that you're connecting with all aspects of the Back Row by visiting thebackrow.org and join our meme-packed Facebook group at brbchurch.com. If you love what we do here at the Back Row Morning Show and Back Row Radio as a whole, please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash backrowradio. Mo, what's the final word? Go look up Carmen if you don't know who we're talking about. (laughs) That's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye. The song with DC Talk, remember? Riot. We want a riot. No, I don't. Righteous invasion of truth. Oh, gosh. I loved Carmen's song. Okay, I got to go to the bathroom.